Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm not going to lie. That song still slaps. It's been over 10 years since it came the out. The song slaps, but are we going to acknowledge that she says Orient? Right, like listen, it's she's been dragged immediately for that for, canceled. for 10 and a half years, but not canceled. But why would she say Orient? You know what it reminds me of? Orient. Oriental Trade. What is do that? you remember that magazine? No. Sounds... AJ, yes, you do. You're my best friend. I didn't you remember know. everything. Sounds problematic. When we were in school, it is problematic. Oh. Remember when we were in school and there was a magazine mm-hmm. called Oriental Trade? Yeah. And sure. teachers would sometimes shop in that magazine. What? And then I would look through it. As a non-teacher, I was in the third grade, so I, <laughs> but it had like all this stuff. It was so cool. It was like the coolest magazine ever. The only magazine I remember from my childhood is International Mail because there were men in like mesh thongs and it felt like okay. porn and it was the closest I could get to okay. see that and walking down the underwear section at Walmart and seeing men in Hanes. That was a big deal. Was that what got you going? Oh, yes. Ask any gay man my age or older and they went through the same exact thing. Yeah, younger. My husband said the same story. He's like, I used to go to the store with my mom and J.C. Penney's or whatever, and I walk through the men's underwear section just to get a peek. I'm trying to think what got me going. I, I really was not sexual. I feel you're like... still not. You're in a onesie and you're a grown woman right now. You're the coziest person in the world. There's nothing sexy about this. I know. Uh, I'm not good sexy. Good morning. Welcome to the show. We're back, baby. The band is back together. The band is back. There's nothing like the three of us. We are Honey, quite the threesome. And she's, she's speaking of Vanessa, our producer, who's quiet as a mouse right now, not even inching anywhere closer to the mic, even as I speak. Hello, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning, Hello. Vanessa. Hi, guys. Did you miss us? I did. You did? Wow. My baby that, was sick, re- too. Way to really sell it. No, I was so, so sick. She was so sick. Days. You guys were sick. Thank God I wasn't here. I yeah. was on vacation, honey. No, I got her sick. I think. I came in. I think I got her sick. Now, Lisa's homesick. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. I saw Lisa the other night. Yes, you did, honey. I'm immune to all of it, though. I was in a cabin. I was cozy. I went to Lake Arrowhead for five days with yes, my you did, husband honey. and my son, who's a woodle. Um, <laughs> and we just had the time of our lives. We, yeah. we went snowboarding. We sat in a, During the snow, we sat in a hot tub overlooking the mountain and the lake. It was just the coolest thing. Uh, I saw the photo, and I was like... This is what dreams are made of. Oh no! Sitting really in a is. hot jacuzzi mm-hmm. with with snow surrounding you. My husband you. had never done it. He's only experienced snow three times in his entire life. Amazing. So it was what we just literally cooked food, drank wine, watched every Christmas movie. There are three fireplaces. 
I mean, we were just so cozy the entire yeah. time. So we had a blast. And then this weekend, of course, I went to Club Renaissance. No big ah! deal. It was. I'm still recovering. We went Saturday night, and I tell you what, these Beyonce fans are next level. They're next level. Uh huh. We went shopping. Uh, we found glittery tops. Uh, I think I have a, a TikTok up or an Instagram right now, but we're going to be putting more up as well. My husband's working on that. But he found this top. It was a sort of chain link, uh, bejeweled, uh, feathery crop top from some women's store that he found at Beverly Center and said, I'm going to rock this. Cutie. I had to help him out of it, though. It was so tight. Yeah. The chain link doesn't really move like you think it will. Listen, chain link is a disaster. That's the outfit I wore I when my top fell off in front of all of our bosses at Pride. Yeah, you were really proud of that moment. Well, I love that for you. You looked gorgeous. Beyonce hand Picked you guys to go. Listen, it was it's fun. Incredible. It was a fan event, and it was worth. It was such a good time. So fun. And our friend Cornelia got to go because one of her best friends from college is an executive from Amazon Music and got her oh a ticket. Oh my god! So the three of us went together, and we hung out with Heidi in closets the entire night. Yay! Like we, we met each other in line. We followed each other on social media for like a year, a couple of years now. Never met in person. And she's like, "Oh my god, you guys! I love your wedding so much." Yay. And we hung out the entire night. It was so a blast. fun. Yeah, it was so good. So fun. Well, I was in the middle of singing at the Clippers game, sang the national anthem. I know. I wanted to bring you so bad. You were out I of town, know. but we'll do it again. It was a good weekend. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm in vacation mode. I, I, I we have a week of work. We're not on, in vacation working mode. Working all week long. So if you're listening and you're on vacation mode, I'm yeah. vicariously living through you. Yeah, and thank you for being here. Thank you for because listening. Because we do have a great show. We're going to kick things off in just a few minutes with uh, non-binary ginger people. Okay, I'm not doing this story. And I hate <laughs> us for just another reason. Uh, this one is, <laughs> Listen, why? I don't want to, I'm not laughing at non-binary. I'm laughing at the idea that we need to make our ginger gingerbread men and women or people non-binary now. But, but like, I listen, also, to be fair, thought that they always... Were. Like they don't have privates. Yeah, they don't have privates. There's I'm not doing this. Our gingerbread. This is what we're doing. This is our. <laughs> we're getting paid for this, right? We're still going to get paid either way. Great. <laughs> well, we're going to have the conversation. Also, a little bit later on in this hour, you know, Avatar: Way of the Water had a huge opening weekend, 13 years after the uh, original film came out, and Kate Winslet is finally weighing in on the infamous Titanic door debate. Could she and Jack both have survived? She no shared her thoughts. Way. And we have the audio at the end are of the hour. Are people still taking that hard? 20-some years later. Absolutely they Do you are. know that I would have never, and you're going to totally agree 100%, I would have never let Lisa knock in on the door with me. You No, no, God, no, for sure. Lisa would be on the door. You would have slipped and fell. Like You would have, you would have hit your head or something. You'd be, you'd be gone. <laughs> I would you, be. you wouldn't have had the option. Listen, I uh, very quickly, I'll say the story. I sang at Adele's 30th birthday, and it was Titanic-themed. And it was super, super fun. It was very exciting. It was probably problematic as well. At the end of the party, they did the whole sinking of the ship. And I was part of the band that was still standing. Oh, my God. And As it was going down. <laughs> yes. And I was singing my heart out as if I truly was on the Titanic. And I had to take a second with myself. <laughs> again, like, again, you would not up, have survived. Michaela. You would not have survived. No, Go on her. No, I was like, so, I was like, Adele, do you hear me? The moment that ship bumped the iceberg, you would have jumped overboard. <laughs> you would have lost your mind. So... 
I know you think you're the old couple in the bed going down together holding hands, you and Lisa. It's not. You're a garner. I'm a garner. Yeah. I would have jumped in the freezing cold uh-huh. and drawn myself. We have, well, we, have, we have one minute for news, news on the okay, beat. Okay, and I've got time. All right, as the nation's drag performers face an unprecedented wave of protests and threats directed against their events, drag icon RuPaul Charles addressed the incidents for what appears to be the first time publicly in an interview with NBC's Today Show co-hosts Hoda and Jenna. Take a listen. It's such a tragedy how our country has become so divided, and it just, it really breaks my heart. I pray for our country and the world, really, and um, uh, I still believe in the power of love. So what I say to everyone is don't lose faith in the power of love. I love mm. that. That's the first time he's really spoken out, I feel like. He um, hasn't really said much. Well, you know who has spoken queen. out? Nina West. Did you see her op-ed and out this weekend? So good. So good. So good. Um, so important. And again, leading with love. Yeah. Maybe our straight conservative counterparts could learn a thing or two. Absolutely. All right, let's get into weather. 39 in New York, 49 in Atlanta, 47 in Denver, 52 in Vegas, 64 in LA, and 66 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. I would, but it's Monday and I don't have one, so I'll just say this. Just give us anything. Club Renaissance was a vibe. And Amen. if you ever have an opportunity to go out and wear sparkles and glitter and rhinestones, you need to do it. Cuff it, baby. Well, the holidays are almost here. We're less than a week away from Christmas. If you celebrate, you might be uh, enjoying some festive holiday snacks, such as eggnog. Mm. Um, Ugh, I hate eggnog. Right. I want to love it. Gingerbread cookies, which is what I call them. But apparently a bakery over in the UK uh, renamed their cookies recently because of a new law that requires that uh, any sort of like public establishment, like a bakery, for instance, has to list all the ingredients in their their recipes. A girl died in 2016 because there was a little bit of sesame oil or sesame seed that got into a baguette. And she died because she was allergic to it, right? Listen to me. This is so serious. I will just say, as funny as it sounds, I know you hate when I cut you off, but I do want to say this because I'm not. Because this isn't a story about dying from that, just so we're clear. No, of course. But Lisa has a horrible peanut allergy. And if there's any kind of peanut sauce or sunflower oil that goes in, I've literally had to take Lisa to the ER. Like, it's so serious. So you do. You have to be careful. Well, you also try to give her peanut M&Ms all the time. So it's kind of on YouTube. Tried it the other day. So tried it the other day. So this bakery, though, uh, a couple years ago, went this. Once this law went into effect, about two or three years ago, they renamed uh, the labels on their gingerbread cookies non-binary gingerbread people, right? Because a lot of people call them gingerbread men, right? That's that's like the that's the the term that's used generally to describe what these cookies are. I say gingerbread people because I don't really, I've never really cared. But gingerbread men apparently, so they did this. They switched it to non-binary, and now three years later, people have caught on. And started posting on Facebook and going off on them. And now they're very, very upset because they think this bakery is trying to be political and woke. And the owner of the bakery is like, listen, <laughs> we've been selling these things for 20 years. It was a, it was kind of a joke, actually. But are well, we taking things this seriously now? Yes, we are. We take everything seriously. And the truth of the matter is, I've always called them gingerbread men. I've never called them a gingerbread woman. They get eaten. I would not want to associate women to that. Well, uh, Let yeah. the men get eaten. I don't care. Eat them up. Well, well listen, like there's no anatomy on them. They could be male, There's they none. could be female, they could be nothing. It's, it's all okay. I, here's what I think. I think we need to take this holiday break coming up, and as we head into the new year as a society, to think about the things that we get upset about. Because people are addicted 
to being upset yeah. nowadays. And I think that's a, it's, 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 it's a toxic trait that has taken hold, especially here in the United States. And people just want to hate everything. They want to find something to be upset about or to argue about. Because it makes them feel important. It makes them feel like they have some sort of control. Yeah. And, like, I'm all for it. Like, I got on board years ago and I started saying firefighter and police officer as opposed to fireman and police and policeman. Right? That's what we used to call them. Right? We used to call uh, flight attendants stewardesses and it was like a feminine thing. Right? Now we call them flight attendants. I'm fi- yeah. We call it a primary bedroom instead of a master bedroom. I get that. Like, slavery. I understand. Yeah, but I just think that, listen, because we didn't have the opportunity to talk about this. You were on vacation. Mm -hmm. I got really sick. The death of Twitch Mm -hmm. was so devastating. And I've actually, it's been sitting with me for a couple days. I I feel so sad to know that somebody who was so full of love and light took their own life. And it was such a reminder. And and, And truly, I really do plan on 2023 really living by this. I'm not worried, one about anything petty. Mm. I'm not worried about anybody else's business or anybody else. I literally, I've just made the decision that I no longer care. And I don't think that that's even a privileged sentence. I think that everyone is truly doing their best. I think that we've got one life. I think it's really important to just share it with people that you love do things that you enjoy. And I think that sometimes our community, and this is no Tino Shade, so I don't want any emails to Brian Halt. I think that sometimes we focus on things that just are not as important well, yeah. as other things. There are real fights every single day for our community. And I, I do not want to take that away from anyone who feels marginalized or unseen, right? But I don't know a non-binary person who would be so upset that it was called a gingerbread man or a gingerbread person or a gingerbread cookie. Like, if that if that's the thing you're losing your mind over, then you have bigger fish to fry. There are other issues at play, not just the cookie. So when we're, like, attacking bakery owners and, and starting Facebook pages about a gingerbread cookie, like, we've jumped the shark. Like, we're, we're, like we're, we've gone yeah, too far. it's just silly. And I think that, you know, it's like, it's ho- it's a holiday season. It's yes. time for cheer and, and also, happiness. We can, what we can agree on is that gingerbread cookies are trash and nobody really likes them. Also, most importantly, I haven't had a gingerbread no. cookie that I'm like, whoa, baby, this slaps. It's so delicious. Yeah, no. I'm not fighting for the gingerbread get, get community. Me, get me a delicious fruitcake. All, oh, now I'm going to be upset because I'm a fruit. Somebody, you call me a fruit? No, fruitcakes are gross. Yeah, also. Well, I'm a fruit. I'm fruity. I'm you, mad now. Be fruity pebbles, baby. Okay. Not a fruitcake. Well, if you thought gas prices here in Southern California were bad, uh, a new bar in West Hollywood opened up on Thursday night and they said, hold my beer. This is wild. So remember Gold Coast? It was a bar on the corner in West Hollywood. It was open forever and it had been there for like 40 years. And it was like, it was very chill. Drinks were affordable. It was like a local watering hole, and it was it was a place. Wait, where? What's the down place now? By, so like a hamburger. What we're talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. But what's it called now? It's called Orbar, which is what I'm getting to. It opened no. Thursday. No, it I don't opened know Thursday. This place. So Gold Coast was like a place where like like it was more so like the generation right before me, right? Guys in their 50s, 60s, 70s have been going there for years, and it was a very relaxed place. It was very comfortable, and it was kind of private. It was like a, a good old, like, sort of divey bar, right? And then the pandemic happened. 2020, it went under. Did not survive. 
while a new bar opened in its place. Uh, opened in its place, and uh, it's called Or Bar. And cocktails there are twenty to twenty-four dollars per cocktail. Mm-hmm. Back when you went to South Coast uh, or, or to Gold Coast, I say South Coast Plaza. That's a mall down in Orange County. When you used to go to Gold Coast, cocktails were like I don't know eight, ten, twelve dollars. They'd have great happy hour deals. Twenty four dollars. Well, do you think people are still going to go? Yeah, I do. Really? Because that's how much the Abbey is. Listen, this is not a shocker to people in Los Angeles that go is to West the Hollywood. Abbey that expensive? A thousand percent. It's a hundred dollars for four drinks. Yeah. No matter what, that's how it is at Stash. Like you don't look at it. Like you really don't look at the bill when you go out and you have cocktails. If it's once in a while, you just pay it. You say or murmur to your partner, "Whoa, this is expensive," and then you go home. Okay, that's it. You're like, "Whoa, inflation's really taking over," and then you go home. This is literally what the average drink is in Los Angeles. And when I went to Missouri to my brother's graduation, we, uh, well, actually none of us were drinking. Were drinking $6 a drink? Yes. Mm-hmm. They were $6. Happy hour for uh, like Grey Goose was $4. Yeah, that's how it is in Ohio. Yeah. And I was like, this is maddening. You're you're, and al- you're you're almost never going to find me spending 20 plus dollars on a drink. I would never That's how much a bottle is. Cuz here's the and here's the thing. You go to let's okay, you go to let's go to Beverly Hills, Mastros. One of the nicest restaurants in the entire city. Yeah. Go we go there a couple times a year whenever we want to celebrate or feel fancy. And I get the dirty martini there. All of their martinis come with a shaker so you get the full martini plus a second martini in the shaker, right? So you get two drinks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks for a double martini. Yeah. And I get like and they're delicious. kettle one, gray goose, whatever you whatever you want. Right. Premium. And this is in Beverly Hills. These gay bars have lost their minds. Well, and what's If they so- think I'm paying $24 for like, and it's probably going to be a very, because here's the thing, I love the Abbey. Their cocktails are trash. They're not good and but they're $20 a piece, but they're strong. They're strong. And that's the only reason people they go. They literally put the whole bottle I in. Want, I want an adult, delicious cocktail. Well, I don't want just booze and a splash of something. Well, what makes these people upset as well is they didn't even <clears throat> spell Belvedere right. There were so many <laughs> typos. Yeah. So they're like, how are you going to charge $24 for a cocktail when you don't even get the spelling right of these cocktails? Listen, I will say $22 Bloody Marys. $22 for Bloody Mary. That's I mean, you better be putting the kitchen sink in that baby. All of it. And there better be, it better be bottom. I used to get bottomless Bloody Marys for less than $22. Do you know what I mean? Like going out for like bottomless brunch. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, bar Ors cocktail list might be insane, but the bar looks gorgeous. It looks stunning. They spent a lot of money on it, but it turns out that it looks like they're trying to get their money back. Um, well, <laughs> from putting so much into it. If you go to West Hollywood, though, now it's really sad. It feels like because I used to go all the time. I, I live in the area. It's very convenient yes. for me. It used to be filled with all different types of people from our community. It was really yeah. fun. The vibe was really fun. And now it's kind of dead still on Saturday nights. And I think it's because everything is so expensive. Mm-hmm. It's unachievable. And no one I mean. No one has, even if you have a lot of money, no one wants to spend $25 on cocktails. And I think where the miss is, they're no longer making it for the community. They're making it for profit. Totally. And that's where you lose us. And, and also, you know, here's the thing. I'm just going to say it. I went out Saturday. and It was a whole vibe. We went to Beyonce's Club Renaissance. I talked about it earlier. And I could say this because we live here in Los Angeles and California. This is legal. Take an edible. You can get, you can get 20 edibles 
in a container for $25. Yeah. That's a dollar an edible. Mm-hmm. I take one five milligram, just enough to chill, calm me, relax me, go out and have a good time. I don't need to drink. So for a dollar, I'm not promoting this, but I'm saying like if it's legal, why would you spend? Because if in order for me to have that same experience, I'm buying four cocktails. Four cocktails is $96 at this place. Four cocktails. And God forbid I'm a nice guy and say, hey, I want to buy you around for our group. I'm dropping 100 bucks every time I walk up to the bar. Yeah, but to be fair, when we went out, I hosted an event on Friday night, and I wasn't drinking, so I was just getting waters. $5 every water that I got. Like, it's just yeah. not affordable. $20 for four waters. It's. I feel like we're just in a really weird place. Uh, Wait, I think is that the water really you expensive. got me? No, I didn't get you one. Somebody did. Lisa walked up and gave a meal, and I bought a bottle of water. Oh, then Lisa did. What? Spent ten dollars on your water. I owe her ten dollars. We spent fifty dollars to come in. Yes, fifty. <laughs> it was a fundraiser. Twenty-five bucks a pop for. Was char- it twenty-five for charity? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was for, for the kids. It's for the children. It's for the. We are the. We are lovers of children. Mm-hmm. That's the iconic hit "Sugar and Spice" Woo! by Michaela Gordon. If you could see her face anytime that comes on, she stops everything and just everything. listens to herself. I love it. Get very, very excited. Listen to me. I sing the national anthem at the Clippers game this weekend. I've listened to it seventy-eight thousand times. Listen, I'm you you did nail that national anthem. <laughs> Thank you, baby. And I saw they gave you two jerseys. One was like a traditional one. One and had rainbow uh, Clippers rainbow logo, and you wore the rainbow one. Heck yeah! Which is pretty dope. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Like to go out there in front of all those people, like, what's up? Because here's the thing: oh, good. when you sing it at a, at a, at a like I've never like I've never experienced this. Obviously, I can't sing to save my life. But when you sing like that, they have like a probably a video camera on you, right? Mm-hmm. On down on the on the yeah, court, so yeah. that everybody can see you on the jumbotrons everywhere. But then you're also standing in front of tens of thousands of people. Yes. Oh my god, I would lose my mind. Yeah, you know what's so funny? I was actually I said no originally when they asked me. I've been asked to sing the national anthem multiple times. Um, I said no for a long time because it was problematic, and I was like, I don't know if this is the right move, and then I <clears throat> didn't want to be disrespectful, and then over time, it's just really become, I'm very nervous to sing the National Anthem. It's really, it's you just a hard song. You forget one word and you get dragged. Oh my, and it's just really hard. You're going up like three octaves. But you hit them all. Thank you so my much. My husband and I listened multiple times. You like hit, you hit the notes. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate it because I was really nervous, and I said no, and then I had to talk with myself, and I was like, you know what? If you mess it up... Mess it up. Who cares? Just go have fun. And also, Enjoy it. I just, for anybody who doesn't know Michaela, or maybe you're new to the show, when she says I had to talk to myself, she actually genuinely <laughs> means that. She will literally have a conversation with herself, and sometimes she will slap herself, punch herself, <laughs> poke herself, uh, just to get the point you across. Guys, I don't have anybody else to talk to. Not okay, I had to look in the mirror. Well, you've had a girlfriend. I love your life for eight years now, so I'm sure she's she doesn't feeling get it. great about herself if she's listening right now. Lisa, we love you. Okay, so this is interesting. You've got this What's Poppin' story for us. On the heels of Avatar, Way of the Water, uh, just smashing the box office this weekend, 13 years later, uh, Kate Winslet is working with James Cameron. She said she never would again, but she did. What's poppin'? Okay, this is interesting. She is saying, finally, that she's ready to talk about the infamous Titanic door scene. She has been dragged for years (laughs) for not giving Jack a piece of that door, honey. And she's speaking out. Take a listen. One thing I can honestly tell you, if you put two adults on a stand-up paddleboard, it becomes immediately unstable. Right. I actually don't believe that we would have survived 
if we had both gotten on that door okay. would not have been a sustainable idea. So you heard it here for the first time. Yes, he could have fit on that door, but it would not have stayed afloat. There you have it. Not her officially saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I feel like that was not Kate's fault. That was anybody else but Kate's well, fault. James Maybe the director. James Cameron, actually, this is really interesting. He actually reenacted this a few years ago with two actors about the same body mass, same weight, with the same door in ice cold water. And he put sensors all over their bodies. And he said there's no scientific way they both would have could have survived. Wow. It doesn't balance. It doesn't hold. You could have both stayed there. You could have fit physically on it. Because people always show those pictures like, oh, they could have fit if they laid like this, right? But it wouldn't have held. I can't remember. When she finally gets saved, does he die? Yeah, because she well, lets she him let, go. She lets go. Never he, let go. His she hand lets is him frozen go. to hers. She basically breaks it off and drops him to the bottom of the ocean. That's right. Horrendous. I will say that when I saw the Titanic, my grandma Vivian took me, and we used to see uh, movies all the time, grown-up movies. And I was like 10 at the time. And when the <laughs> sex scene came on where they were oh, yeah, doing in it the in the car, the, car mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that my grandmother had a meltdown. So uncomfortable. <laughs> That popcorn went flying, honey. She couldn't get her fat her hands. You know how I run my ass fast enough. How I started my vacation last weekend? How we went to the Titanic exhibit in L.A. We <gasps> got fun. tickets months ago. It is incredible. When you get when you enter it, you do get to do the iconic picture right over the front. So great. Of the boat and Emil and I did it. And I'll show you. It's so going to go on great. our social media soon. But also, you get a, a boarding pass and you learn all this information about yourself. I think I was a gay man, by the way. I did not survive. I was first class. I died. But you go through the whole thing and then you find out at the end if you survive or not. Okay, it's really, they have one in Vegas if you get the mm. chance to go. And um, it's I was a singer and I was so pleased with myself. That was the card that I picked out. Wow. I know, it was meant to be. Only one person out of our group survived and they were like, they were like, Lower, lower, lower class. How did they feel with themselves? She bragged about it the entire day. (laughs) Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Coming up this hour, it's Money Monday. Should you charge your adult child? 
to live at home. Yes. We're talking rent, baby. I would have loved living rent-free in my parents' home if they didn't live in Ohio. If they lived out here, I'd have moved in with them years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, but they probably would have charged me. Uh, we're having that discussion coming up here. Also, at the end of this hour, Rebel Wilson's first on-screen kiss with a woman. Oh, my God. Yay. Apparently, uh, was inspiration for her. And Michaela's going to tell you why and what's popping later on this hour. Love it. Good for her. And then we're also going to talk about some slang that uh, Gen Z uh, knows about and that we do not because we're old now. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, when I went to, I'm just going to keep saying Club Renaissance every single seg- segment because I was there and it's iconic. Um when we were at Club Renaissance, Beyonce's listening party on Saturday night, these kids were serving. And I was like, I literally, no joke, look at my Instagram, you'll see my video. I got this like um, bedazzled like top. like Because the, the whole the whole theme was alien superstar. And that's how they wanted us to dress. So we wanted to look like Renee, the horse. By the way, the horse, you know, from the iconic cover for her album? Mm-hmm. Renee mm-hmm. is named Renee because of Renaissance and Nay. That's why they named the horse Renee. I Love. have no idea. I learned it this weekend. So I buy this top that I think is the wildest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mind you, my husband was wearing a crop top with like with like fur on it and like mesh, like metal, like right, chain linked, right? And I think I'm like, wow, I'm really doing it. I'm edgy. I love watching the skate journey for you. And and then I show up and I was like, oh, wow, I'm not. I basically look like I'm wearing like a Ted Baker sweater with some bejeweled, like bedazzling stuff on it. And that was it. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Listen, but I lived my best life. I had a good time. Um, But I'll tell you, though, these Gen Zers, that's what they are, right? They're Gen Zers. Like they're wild. Y'all, have, you know, they give zero Fs. Yeah, I love zero. it. Zero. I know. You're wearing black nail polish, and they're painted their whole body in no right. black nail it polish. It took me 40 years to wear black nail polish for the first time, and I almost had a heart attack when I walked outside in public. Mm-hmm. So it's a different world for these kids, and uh, we're, we're trying to see what happens when two worlds collide later on this hour. Yes. Right now, though, it is time for some news on the beat with Michaela Gordon. How you doing? Okay, I'm good. A former Ohio middle school teacher said she was forced to resign after telling the principal that she would not address students by their preferred pronouns because of her religious beliefs. Vivian Girardi, oh no, Vivian would never, not my grandma. Sounds Italian. Is now engaged in a lawsuit against the Jackson Memorial Middle School principal, the Board of Education, and two employees of the school district. A federal lawsuit filed last week states that prior to her uh, resignation, she taught her class while remaining consistent with her religious practices and scientific understanding concerning human identity, gender, and sex. Well, this is very confusing because I thought... Ohio tends to be like anti-progress, and this sounds like she got fired for being anti-progress. Yeah. I don't. People are so confused by what they are and who they are, like what they believe nowadays. I don't yeah. get it. Well, no, she was saying that. Um, oh, right, right, right. Because she was saying no, and what? they fired her. Yeah. Yeah, I that love seems, that. That seems backwards. Good yeah. for them though. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Another news: the Barbados High Court has decriminalized gay sex in a landmark ruling for LGBTQ plus rights. The court struck down two colonial era laws, one of which said men found guilty of having consensual gay sex could get life in prison. The other allowed both men and women to be sentenced for up to ten years. According to the AP, the laws were almost never utilized, but they nonetheless symbolized a lack of equality for LGBTQ plus people. Well, this is the opposite of what just happened in. Indonesia. I was in Bali, remember, right before the pandemic, and 
people warned us at the time. I forget who it was. It was like a pop star or somebody had been there. We talked about it on the show. It wasn't Lance Bass, but it was like maybe it was somebody. Oh, it was Bobby or it was a queer eye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. And he had been there. And then people were dragging him saying, why'd you go to Bali? Because Indonesia has such anti-gay laws. Uh, And Bali has always been like a bastion of like like a safe haven for queer people. It's an island that's part of Indonesia, but very, very separate culture from Indonesia. Right. And now they've criminalized it even in Bali. And they're saying that any sort of. Like, not even just, like, same-sex sex, any sort of sex outside of marriage, they'll throw you in prison. Yeah. Terrifying. It's crazy. So, it's, it's a good thing that Barbados, which is in the Caribbean, is going the other direction because the Caribbean is historically known for being super, like, the Bahamas, Jamaica, all very, very problematic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for, for our community. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do one more story. As the nation's drag performers face an unprecedented wave of protests and threats directed against their events, drag icon RuPaul Charles addressed the incidents for what appears to be the first time publicly in an interview. Take a listen. It's such a tragedy how our country has become so divided, and it just, it really breaks my heart. I pray for... Huh our country and the world, really. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I still believe in the power of love. Mm-hmm. So I, I, what I say to everyone is don't lose faith in the power of love. Mm. Don't lose faith in the power of love. I love that. Yeah, it, it, it's easier said than none sometimes. It's like Michelle Obama saying, when they go low, we go high. How long do you just lead with love when people are trying to attack you? It's you know hard. It's so I, hard. I will say this. I was presented with an opportunity to lead with love, and I did not. And I go into the 2023 <laughs> New Year, I I feel like, and I say this not even jokingly, I am done leading with love. Like, I always have love, but it's more love for myself now. If you bother me or you say something, I'm absolutely going to put a boundary down. I'm absolutely going to say and let you know that I don't appreciate nor do I like that. Because I think that oftentimes because we keep um, taking the upper hand or we want to be the better person, our needs and our feelings get pushed to the side Mm -hmm. and it eventually builds up and it causes so much resentment. And so going into 2023, I think you should always be kind, but I think you need to stand up for yourself. Yeah, especially our community. I feel like we just allow ourselves to get bullied forever. Yeah. And we're like, we we feel like we're like, well, let me explain to you why I have the right to exist and breathe there. Let me do, I don't need to explain that to anybody anymore. No, you literally tell them exactly how you feel. I'm here and I'm gay AF and you better deal with it or not. I don't really care. Or not. Yeah. Here's the vibe for you. Accept yourself. Here we go. Love yourself and keep moving forward. If you want to fly, you have to give up what weighs you down. Okay. Perfect. It sure does make the world go around, but what if you don't have a lot of it? Uh, so much so that you have to move back home with your parents. A lot of people did this during the pandemic, right? Uh, and I've always said that if my parents lived out here in Southern California, I would have moved home years ago, saved some money, regrouped, and got back out there, but I never had that luxury. Mm. For me to move home, I would have to go home to the sticks of Ohio, and I wasn't about to do that. Yeah. So you stick it out. But uh, let's say you do move back home. Should your parents charge you rent or at whatever age are they expected to just help you get your feet back on the ground? 
Okay, so it's a very cultural thing. Italians, Latins, if they go home, they're never going to be charged rent. It's not a thing. Really? Never. A, a lot of, I feel like, well, I don't know. I don't want to speak for your community, but I, um, uh, Vanessa, you but I will say, <laughs> yeah, but I will say for the Italian community, my uncle lived with my grandma till she died, and now he lives in her house. And there's actually this comedian that makes the most hilarious joke he's like i wish that i was white because when i have children i'm raising them white i'm not raising them italian because they have to leave when they go to college and they never get to come back because in my community in my culture the kids never leave the household and it's true it's true because in my in colombia my aunts like all my older cousins they live with my with my aunts, they lived there forever. It felt like they were just gonna live there. Yeah, and then they're and until then, they got married. The comedian said, <laughs> "You might as well just wait it out. Once you get to a certain age, <laughs> just let her let them die off, and then you get the house." Well, it, it is that is okay. So it's interesting because my husband's family, and he's black, and his his aunts, his mother's side of the family is Jamaican, right? And um, his cousins, almost all of them, live with their moms. They all live at home. Yeah. One of them has like two two twin babies and another young child, a toddler. She lives at home. Yeah. Another one's in his late 40s. He lives at home. It's a house that's passed down from his grandmother. So they're probably just kind of waiting it out. Hey, that's basically and what you do. Where I come from, nobody moves back home. Like you just don't do it. You get yeah. out. You're on your own. 18 years old. That's it. And if I had to go back home for a couple of months, my parents would let me, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried it. Um, but I remember going back home when I was 19 years old, my first summer of college, and being like, this is weird. And and, and they never charged me rent for those, that first summer. But after that, I never moved back home over the summer again. Yeah. I always stayed in, in you know a college apartment. Um, but this is interesting because increasingly in the United States, adult children are living with their parents. 25% of adults between the ages of 25 and 34, that is both your age range, right, uh, lived in multi-generational households in 2021. Compared to back in 2010, only 9%. That's a 20, uh, 20, what? No, no, 16% jump in just a decade. Yeah. I uh, Listen, I, I see it. I will say I moved out when I was 16 and never turned back around. I've been on my own. I would never go back home now, especially. Um, but I think that you should charge your children. I think that when you are a grown-up and you move back home, you still have grown-up expenses. You're using grown-up water. You're using grown-up <laughs> trash. You're using grown-up uh, utilities in your family's home. What I would like, let's say my niece grew up and wanted to move in with us. I would prefer it if I didn't have to say, hey, babe, you got to pay some rent. I would hope that she was raised to go, hey, Zia, thank you for letting me stay here. How can I contribute financially? Yep. Um, But I think you should. You're a grown up. Well, apparently, according to the same study, 20% of the income in these multi-generational households come from the young adults living there. That's 20% of the the bills being paid. Uh, I, I... Listen, I think that I think that as a parent, if I had it, I would probably offer it if I were a parent. If my kids needed to move back home because I don't I don't think that most people move home in their 20s and 30s because it's their life goal. Right. So obviously there's a struggle of some sort, maybe financially they need to get their feet back on there. If I so if I had it, I would offer it. That doesn't mean you're living there without contributing in some way, shape, or form. That could be financial, but it could also be 
I need you to cook. I need you to clean. I need you to watch the kids. I need you to like take the dog out, whatever the other thing may be. There, I think there are other ways to contribute than just strictly saying pay rent. Because sometimes uh, your kid moving back into their parents, you pay rent, and you think, okay, I'm good then. This is my house too. I can do whatever I want. No, 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 no. There's got to be certain guidelines and there's got to be respect. Because you move back to yeah. your parents, your parents are still your parents. Do you know that feeling you yeah, go home? Yeah, well, I hope no one's going in thinking it's their home, honey, because <laughs> Oh, they do, though, sometimes. Very confused. Mm. I will say my Uncle Dino, who's 70,000 years old now, who lived with his parents forever, <laughs> still always respected the fact <laughs> it was his parents' house. <laughs> Here's my only wish this year uh, and for 2023. I wish that Gen Zers would grow up so they could realize that getting older isn't fun and that the things that they were doing that were cool when they were younger are not unique, right? <laughs> like we all lived through this era. When, when I was in my 20s, I thought I knew everything. I was so cool. And I would laugh at people in their 30s and 40s who didn't get it, right? And so it's funny to watch these Gen Zers now wearing the same clothes we wore, acting the same way we acted back then and acting like they're just so woke and like different, right? Well, there's a TikTok trend going around right now where Gen Z uh, people have been filming themselves quizzing their millennial and older co-workers on their baffling jargon. Uh, take a listen and see if you can figure out what they're talking about. What's what name? Bet. Bet? What I usually lose in Vegas? <laughs> Bussin'. Bussin' would mean that your car broke down. And you have to take your skateboard to school. Skateboard? Yeah. <laughs> what does no cap mean? No cap? <laughs> you got me, um... Drake doesn't have a cap on him? <laughs> I'm simp. Simp on something? <laughs> slaps. Slaps? Uh-huh. Yo, give me some slaps. <laughs> simp. Um, trying too hard. Just to try hard. Nice. Snatched. Um, like Kim Kardashian's waist. Ooh. Drip. Oh. Every day, drip. Every day, no. Every day I'm in Viore, so I don't know if that counts as dripping. Slaps. Slaps? That needs to be multiple slapping. Okay, okay. I love it! So, uh, Snatched came from the community, by the way. That's not, no, ain't no, ain't no Gen Zers came up with Snatched. Uh-huh. However, no cap is one that really like I learned that one a few months ago. My husband that, says that's been in the black community for so but, long. But that's my husband. Yeah, my husband says it. He's like, no, no cap. Like it means like he's like that's that's the absolute truth. That's like that's real. Yeah, no cap. Yeah, and you finish a statement by saying no cap. Uh-huh. Right. Um. But that's not necessarily a Gen Z thing. No. Just like snatch isn't a Gen Z thing, but they think it is. Well, I kind of like some of them because I still say like, duh. And I've always loved duh. And I like these new words as well. But what is bussin'? Bussin'. I don't know what bussin' is. I don't know bussin'. I know it was a big trend, but I thought it was like... um, I thought it was like twerking going down, like bussin'. Oh, no. Here, I see it. It says it means it's something that's very good. Okay. Oh, bussin. Like okay. That food's bussin and the song's bussin. Oh, I love it. Bussin. Okay, good. It's stupid. I hate it. Well, here's what I think. <laughs> I will say, for example, I went to this party yesterday and we were talking about birthdays and I was like, yeah, I'll be 35 in January. And I was definitely the oldest in this like <laughs> group of friends yesterday. That's always so fun. And well, they were like, 
oh my god, I thought so and so and so and so was older than you. She's 32. And I was like, no, babe, I'm like the oldest. I'll be 35. And they were like, I really thought that you weren't 35. And I was like, yeah, no, here I am. And I felt like it was such a compliment, though, because I'm not afraid to get older. In fact, I love getting older. The older I get, the more boundaries I have, the more I like stick to myself. But I think it's important, for me at least, to stay uh, like young and fun and youthful. Because sure. I think it does show um, in your age. I mean, you can be 60 years old. You can be 80 years old. You can be Cher. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. The problem isn't getting older. It's just like, how fun do you want your life to be? And with these Gen Zers, I think they're funny. I think they're weird. Yeah, they've done everything that we've done. But some of these, like, nor, nor is no. In an Australian accent, which is so life. funny to me. It's so stupid. They're listen, idiots. Listen, I like sus. It's a little bit I suspicious. I like sus, too. I use that one a lot. Uh, you use this one a lot. Say less. Say less, it means baby. means like I already get it. I got all I needed. I I, I understand you. We're on the same page. I know. So I love say it. less. Well, and also there's this email, and they're like, <laughs> the email said something. They were asking their coworker for something. They said, hi, Sienna. Please let me know. Stay slaying. Danny. And I think it's so funny because I think that, um, look, everything is taken so seriously all the time. And I think in a work email, it's just so stupid to me. Stay slaying, Danny. I remember being a kid and learning about drugs, like in the D.A.R.E. program at school. Yeah, They always called Dare. like marijuana a gateway drug. So like yes. if you do marijuana, you're going to do heroin. Like, it was always, like, the worst-case scenario. Yes. Right? And now I've in, enjoyed adult uh, usage of marijuana many times Without in my life. Without the heroin. Never touched anything else. Like, and I have no desire to, right? So maybe it, it's not such a gateway drug. On the flip side, though, um, one high, uh, like, well-known celebrity. I didn't call her high. I didn't mean to say she was high. She was, like, high level. A well-known celebrity uh, tried something for the first time. And it did lead her to make a big change. Mm-hmm. So maybe this uh, this was a gateway for her. Who are, we, who are we talking about? What's going on? All right. Well, we love Rebel Wilson, and she's opening up about the way her first on-screen kiss with a woman ultimately led to her real-life relationship with one. Uh, Rebel Wilson was speaking about her upcoming dramatic film, The Almond and the Seahorse, and take a listen to what she had to say. Oh, do we not have audio? I'm so sorry. I thought we did. Uh, she's saying that... Uh, when she first read the script, uh, Charlotte's character, Tony, was written as a man. And I was the one who said, OK, but I feel like a woman could play it. Originally, it was supposed to be Pierce uh, Brosnan who played the character. Uh, schedules didn't align. And so they made it uh, the character a woman. And I love this so much. I will say that I've always had feelings for women but when I saw the movie Blue is the Warmest Color, it was this gorgeous do lesbian film. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, it made me so emotional. And it truly did. I was with my ex at the time and I was like, I need to like live my truest life and it's not going to be here in this heterosexual relationship and I was so grateful for that film and I think that that's amazing you know I know Republicans always like to say that we influence people to be gay I've always wanted to be an influencer so thank you Um, but it's true I mean art really does 
have the ability to get you to your true self. And I love this for Rebel Wilson, that she had the opportunity to kiss a woman, uh, which made her feel that she was ready to be with women. She now has a gorgeous baby and a beautiful girlfriend. So I love this energy for her. Way to go, babe. Do you know how many men in my 20s I probably try to convince to kiss me and say, listen, if you're not into the dudes, you won't like it. It's fine. You can just do it. See if I can maybe like flip them. Okay. I try. I tried unsuccessfully okay. every single time. It didn't happen. As a 42-year-old, I hear how problematic that now sounds. Yes, yes it's okay. Th- they were also my age, so. Okay. We were all, uh, you know. As long as they were not Consent minors. wasn't a thing yet. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Keep digging. All right. Coming up, uh, what is Pete Buttigieg running for now? He's laying the groundwork, and we're going to tell you about it next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. This is interesting. So Grandpa Joe, I mean President Joe Biden, um, he's up there. He's 80 years old. There's a lot of speculation about a final, final, final announcement. It sounds like he's going to run for re-election. Jill Biden has sort of changed her tune. It sounds like they're all on board. Yes. And it could be a repeat. It could be a Joe Biden versus Donald Trump situation, although I think Ron DeSantis is actually the guy to watch. But that's neither here nor there. Rano. However... Some inside the Democratic Party are saying we need to be prepared just in case. Joe Biden's of a certain age, right? Yeah. A lot can change in two years. Yeah. Politically, health-wise, a lot of things could go could go downhill for him very, very quick. Uh, and people are wondering if, if, if the person who could step in could be Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Secretary of, of, of no, Transportation Mayor Pete, right? Uh, when he ran as Mayor Pete— he had a pretty good primary. Yeah. He even won one of them, right? And he was the mayor of the 327th largest city in the country, by the way. So not like it was insane. Not like it was a metropolis. Uh, and he got that far. 
now as Secretary of Transportation, a lot of people are wondering, because there's a new report that came out in Politico, uh, that allies of Pete Buttigieg have established uh, both a dark money group and a political action committee with an eye to be ready for whatever his future ambitions may be. Now, those ambitions could be way down the road, or they could be in two years if things go south for Joe Biden. Okay. It's interesting. Also... When we knew him, he was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Well, he has a residency now in Michigan, which means he could run for office in Michigan, which is a currently a state run by a Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer, and has two Democratic senators, one of whom is going to be or is 74 years old and up for re-election in two years, and she could step away. Debbie, uh, uh, her name's Debbie Stabnow, I believe. I can't remember her name. But if she were to step away, he could run for Senate in Michigan in two years are you down for a mayor pete situation yeah i love mayor pete so do i i love mayor pete and it's not it has nothing to do with him being gay honestly i just really like him i think he's an upstanding guy i think he's committed to change i think it absolutely helps that he's part of the community because Mm -hmm. we definitely need somebody in there to fight but it's no bias because of that like Mm -hmm. i i just i like him i like his marriage i like his family values i think that he um has been put in positions where he needed to defend us and did he does and he's uh, and he, he's quick too. yes he's not going high Mm-mm. when they're going low he's meeting them with boundaries and i like that i think that's what we need because listen i've said it multiple times um is joe biden the better choice yeah is he good i don't know i'm not a big fan i think that he's too old for the position and i really do think that there should be some sort of uh boundaries when it comes to age and yeah. how long you're serving and what that looks like i think pete Buttigieg is a really great age i think he's got a lot of zest well, i you, just am into it if you look historically uh through our generation our parents generation the democrats that do really well right o- on that level the jfk's the Bill Clintons, yes. the Barack Obamas. They're young guys. Yeah, they're because guys you got to have a little fight yeah, in you. In their 40s, they've got a lot of pizzazz and energy. You know, Bill Clinton played the saxophone on Arsenio Hall and all of a sudden skyrocketed <laughs> in the polls. That, But that moment playing that yes. saxophone is what really got him black voters. And, yeah. and many to this day still call him the first black president, even though Barack Obama was the <laughs> black president in 2008. So, I liked Bill. So Democrats tend to do well when they've got some like little pizzazz and they've got some energy. Well, because you have to have it, especially now yeah. fighting the Republicans. And listen, I will say this. I think that Joe Biden is the perfect president for right now in this moment. Do I want him for four more years versus any Republican? Yes. Is he my number one choice? No, he wasn't even my number one choice two years ago. He was like my fifth or sixth choice. I think he's a really great guy. I think he's accomplished a ton. I think he's just too old, right? But but with that, on the flip side, I will say this. Sometimes being old is also a really good thing because I say this because he's not afraid anymore. He's like, whatever, I've done it all. Like, who cares? It's sort of like John McCain at the very end. When he wanted to vote against his entire party, he put thumbs down and voted on that, on that vote right before he died. He's like, I don't care. You know, F off the rest of you. I'm going to do what I want. So there is that level to like you hit a certain age. You're like, I'm going to do what's best. But 
I think Pete Buttigieg is also not afraid, and he's just That's true. much younger. That's true. I think he's going in without fear because I think, again, to his advantage, being a gay man, being gay in general, we've had to overcome so much that once you get to a certain age, you're like, I've literally overcome so many things. I'm do not you, afraid of you. Do you think this is a similar situation to Barack Obama in 2008 in the, in the sense that so many people felt like even people who supported Barack Obama were like, is it too early? Is America ready for a black president? And that was the question for a lot of people. We just weren't sure how. It was kind of like when Hillary ran in 2016. But what does that mean? But, is but, America ready? No, get it, ready, bitch! But, it's uh, happening. But that's, that's cute, but that doesn't that doesn't get people to the polls. I'm saying realistically, is America ready for a a a gay president? Because we thought we were ready for a female. Turns out we were. We voted for her by three million votes, but she lost. But I I don't understand the question because it's more than just cute. Are we ready? I don't know if we'll ever be ready, but change is only made when it happens. Well, so that's the answer then. So th- that is that is a perfect answer then. We might not actually be ready collectively. I, but- I mean, it's like pregnancy. Are you ever ready to have the perfect life, to get married, to have children, to take the step? Yeah. No, not really, because yeah. you'd always wish you'd done things differently or been more prepared. But the fact is, you just got to pull the trigger, babe. And I think with Pete Buttigieg, what we've seen is... What we are is in need of a d- deep, humongous change. Yeah, different. And Something different. not Trump. Yeah. So, listen, I, I stand with Pete Buttigieg. I, I think that... Yes. I also think, out of everybody, he really is the most... And I hate this word, but quote unquote, like palpable, like he's married. He has a family. Well, And also, he like I feel like he could usher in an era of kindness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where we're not, we don't get bullied. You stand up for what you believe in and who you are, which I appreciate, but he's also kind. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. I love Pete Buttigieg, actually. That's such a good song. So good. Doing something unholy. Yes, I love it. Speaking of unholy, I think it's unholy to not support your family if if you love them. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, this person is writing into Dear Amy saying, I have an extended family member whose son is gay. He's been in a relationship with his live-in partner for many years. I visited them on several occasions. I've always had a pleasant time. There's been some talk recently about the two of them getting married. Although I wish them both the best, should I receive an invitation, my beliefs preclude me from attending. One or both of my younger siblings may attend, thereby representing the family, which I hate. It's so stupid. Uh, But I worry that by not attending, I will damage the relationship with my relative. If I were to attend, I would feel like a hypocrite, and the thought of going against my core values is at odds with my fondness for both this relative and his son. Have any thoughts, suggestions, or advice? I'm going to start because I just went through this. Okay. What the F are your core values? What are they? Are they love and acceptance, or are they judgment and condemnation? Because when we got married, my husband's entire family missed the wedding, except for his mother and his one cousin. And his godmother. His dad had been sick, so that's why he couldn't come. We understood that. All of his aunts on his mother's side are healthy. They travel. They're very religious. They've had us over for dinner many times. They're very welcoming. They love and adore me. But once the conversation of marriage comes up, then they got uncomfortable. They were fine with our relationship for almost 10 years, right? And the last time we saw them was months before the wedding. Like, like the summer before. We wanted to give them an, almost an entire year to sort of wrap their brains around it and plan their travel. We thought they would all be there for sure. Yeah. We didn't think there was a scenario where they wouldn't show up. They love and adore him. Right. And they're great to me. But when we talked about marriage, they got very uncomfortable and there was pushback. Just talking about the simple planning of our wedding. Yeah. How excited we were. It was a bridge too far. 
Yeah. Same thing happened with my sister. So, so what is your core value, man in the quandary? Because it doesn't sound like your core value is love. Um, it sounds like it's judgment. And yeah. that's your problem. That's a bigger problem. And yes, you're going to hurt the relationship. Of course you are. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. I feel like sometimes we we agree so deeply on things, and then sometimes we see things differently. Um, I don't know where you stand. For me, I, I say this with people who don't want to make cakes for gay people. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to come, babe, it's one less thing I have to purchase. I don't want to make a seat for you if you don't want to come. Mm-hmm. I have an aunt that when my grandma was dying, we were talking about kids and how I would take the <clears throat> name Vivian. None of the other kids get it in case I have a daughter. And she said something along the lines of, well, how are you going to have a kid? What's it like an alien baby? And she mm, disgusting. was so annoying. It's just a vile thing to say. It, it really is. But like my feelings weren't hurt. I had to look at the source. She wanted to be Barbie growing up in the 70s she bleached her hair so bad it fell out like i'm not stressed or pressed about this woman not understanding my lifestyle and in fact i'm happy she said that because now i know where she stands it's one less yeah. person at my place and you know in I'm the taking... moment though genuinely as your best friend you weren't hurt at all in the moment i was devastated because sure. my grandmother was dying in the other room got it and it was so inappropriate totally yep and it was so Vile, and like I think you it's important said. that you share that part because we do all have that reaction. Of course. But then oh my God, of course. And you have please, to move. Listen, yeah. uh, don't take me saying it's one less plate I have to purchase as I'm not affected emotionally. Of course. I, of course, yeah. as I prepare hopefully for a wedding soon, not having my family there, I'm human. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I thought all my cousins would be there on mm. my big day. Yep, I, I thought it would be a big thing. Italian wedding. Mm. What I say, though, confidently is it's not my loss. Yeah. You know, because I know what I bring. So for this person, if you don't want to go, babe, don't waste their time. And also don't make it about them. Don't you don't need to let them know. You don't need to let them know your opinion. I will say this, like the, the, the best advice I can give to this person, though, is at least RSVP because we had yeah, so true. many family members just avoid it. And to this day have not mentioned the fact my own sister None of his aunts, there's not a card in the mail, a congratulatory text, nothing. Yeah. That hurts way more. Right. And you were at my wedding. You saw what happened. It was beautiful. It was the most beautiful wedding and I've ever because been Because the universe, God, whatever you believe in, cleared out a path and got rid of all, only brought the people to Mexico that really, truly supported and loved us. Yeah. And while that hurt leading up to the the event, it felt like all these people weren't... It, in the actual moment, we're like, God, I can't imagine having people here and wondering, do they really actually support us? And we did not have to go through that. So yeah. don't put this person in that position. Be a bigger human. And also maybe just reevaluate what your core values are. Totally. Love that. So the last time we heard from Amber, she was in court. Yes. And her ex-husband, Johnny Depp. And she are back in the headlines again. Um, what do you have for us? What's popping? All right. Well, listen, there's a lot of what's popping happening when it comes to Amber Heard. I, I really can't stand her. I'm surprised we even have to talk about this. But a settlement <laughs> has been had. Um, I want you to do me a favor, though, and help me out a little bit because for some reason. Your computer's probably frozen. Not pulling up. It's saying the connection is now private. Okay. So apparently, a source close to Johnny Depp tells us he'll be making a pledge followed by a contribution to several charities. Uh, using the $1 million um, that is being awarded, contrary to what Amber Heard says, 
their source is telling us that the judgment can still be used against her in future if she repeats defamatory allegations. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, um, the case has been settled for a million dollars. So this she is was trying to get a gajillion dollars out of him, but now she, she owes him. She was, and I will say this: I'm very much for women's rights. I'm very much believe women, listen to women, but I'm also very fair. I love men. I think that men can also absolutely be abused. Sure. And I feel like she honestly made a mockery of women Mm -hmm. coming forward about being abused. And I think a lot of women share that sentiment as well. And I'm happy that Johnny Depp... Listen, I think Johnny Depp is incredibly dysfunctional as well. Totally. So don't like hear Mm -hmm. me when I say I'm team whomever. I think they're both extremely toxic. Yes. Um, But, but... But she might just be a little bit more toxic. Women abusing men and hitting men and then and crying wolf is also a thing. A million and we don't percent. Like to, we don't like to think. We like to think that women are always the victim, and that's that. Yes. Right. It's sort of like we we've been trained to think that the woman is always the victim, and if there's a, a black and a white person having a disagreement, the white person's always a Karen. They're always a racist now. Or there's always, but there's there's more space in humanity for variety. Right. And for all of us to be good and bad at different points in our lives. And I think with this situation, like you said, they're both problematic. Yes. But she just seemed a little bit more problematic. It's uh-huh. also interesting that she only has to pay a million dollars. She and got that, lucky with and that. And that he's donating it all to charity. Well, yeah, because the, also he would look like such a douche if he did it. It's a good move on his part. It's a good PR move. Yeah. I don't know if it'll get him a whole lot, but he's also acting again already. And she might not. Yeah. To be clear, though. None of this money is coming out of her own pocket. It's all being paid for out of her insurance. So oh, she's, she's wow. Not, she's not paying a penny. Well, I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think it's more common with people who have money. God, I can't even get my insurance <laughs> to pay my bill just to go to the doctors, let alone know, like a right? million dollars towards a I, settlement. I, t- I turn in my dog's like flu shot vaccine and like, can I get that $25 back, please? They're like, no, thank you. Lord. But I spend $100 a month on my pet insurance. Okay, go That's- off. All right, so we talked about, we always talk about this at the end of the year, like these words of the year. And one of the words uh, for, I think, Merriam-Webster was gaslighting, right? That was one of the words of the year. Uh, woke is another word that's been, you know, out there this last year or so that people are talking about. Well, Cambridge Dictionary just made its man and woman definitions more trans-inclusive. Conservatives are very mad because that's what they do. However, uh, a spokesperson for Cambridge uh press said that uh, they they published a dictionary by the way told the washington post that uh, the references uh, the book's authors carefully studied usage patterns of the word woman and concluded that this definition is one that learners of english should be aware of to support their understanding of how the language is used very 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 complicated very confusing stuff yes but while cambridge's first definition for the word woman remains an adult female human being um, which does not necessarily exclude trans women, by the way. Um, the secondary definition now refers to an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. That is the new secondary definition. And for the word man, now includes a similar definition encompassing an adult who lives and identifies as male. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. To, to, to change the textbook definition because a lot of times the argument is well well what's the dictionary say 
Well, okay, who cares what the dictionary says? The dictionaries change. Yeah. <laughs> they always do. Yeah. And this is a great example of them sort of keeping up with the times. Yeah, I think it's great. Listen, the dictionary could be a very dated place, as we've seen textbooks in high schools and in schools be a very dated source of information. I mean, the beauty of the world is that we're constantly evolving and constantly changing. And the difficult thing about schools and books and literature is... Uh, so, so are the times. So is everything, and uh, I love it. I think it's really great, and I think it's inclusive. I, I, are you on? Turn my own mic off. Okay. I love that we are getting more language for things, because I think that was the hard thing for a lot of people. It's like we, we, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what that is. Right? You learn a new word. For example, brother-in-law Jerry listens to our show all the time. Yeah, I remember he asked me months ago. He's like, you keep saying sis on the show. What does that mean? Like sis, like sister, like sissy, like your sis, it's a girlfriend. Like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, sis, C-I-S, as in cisgender, meaning that you identify as the 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 gender that you were assigned at birth. Like they, they line up for you. For some people, they don't. If you're non-binary or trans, that might not align with what others perceive based on how you were assigned, right? And he's like, oh, wow, that's really fascinating. Cool, okay, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll use that one now. And so then he starts, he uses it now. And now he's like, when we have conversations, like deep conversations about issues, he'll be like, well, as a cis man, uh, as a cis straight man, I'm like, there you go. You got it. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, so then making this, this, and it's not even the primary definition. And and again, I reiterate, the primary definition is still not problematic, really, because it says women. Well, if you identify as a woman, then you're a woman, Right. But their secondary definition is very, very inclusive, which I think is a really cool yeah. idea. I love it. I, I think it's great. I think it's really important. And uh, good on you. Well, because sometimes, like, we had this conversation earlier. Like, we have, like, we get so caught up in labels, right? And we, I grew up, and I think you could probably uh, relate to this. I grew up in a time where, like, we don't want to be labeled anymore. Like, don't put us in a box. Yeah. Don't label me. Yeah. And now this next generation under us is like, let's label everything constantly. And I see the benefit in it because it pushes conversations and it expands the the, the breadth of the understanding of, of who we are as, as human beings. And that's great. But sometimes I think the, the negative side effect of it is that we're labeling everything all the time. Yeah, but I will say, as a woman, I love being a woman. I love identifying as a woman. Yeah. There's no confusion. There's no blurred lines. There's no in-between. I'm very much an identify as a woman. Um, and so I think it's nice to have options for everybody. Because yes. where people want to be non-binary, I want to be a Absolutely. woman. Absolutely. Go for it. But mm-hmm. also, like, just live. Let's yeah. just all just let each other live a little bit. I'm a gay cis man. It is what it is. I think the, the only word that I've sort of a, a adapted over the years that used to feel offensive to me is queer i identify as queer now also yeah like i'm, I'm gay but i'm queer is okay i'm fine with that one when i was younger that was a derogatory term you know yeah. what i mean so totally. like uh, so and some people don't accept that one some people don't like like like, like our good friend tra- uh she's trans and she, charge herself she's a trans woman but she like she'll identify as trans yeah but she does not identify as queer and and some trans people don't understand that and for her, she's like, I'm not queer. Yeah. I'm a straight, you know, woman. Woman. And for her, that's that's her truth. And yeah. we all have to respect that. So I think that wherever you fall, uh, I think it's really great that something like a like dictionary just, is catching up. Yeah. Also, just be like a nice person. Yeah, that part. That's it. Yeah. Tell me something good. 
All right, I saw this on social media the other day. Vermont State Representative Taylor Small uh, got engaged at the Rainbow Lit White House event just the other day. She wants her engagement to her partner, Carson, uh, to show queer people that they can find the same joy as others. They had traveled to the nation's capital to attend the signing uh, for the Respect for Marriage Act, a federal bill that provides additional protection for same-sex marriages. The entire White House is lit up in, in rainbow colors, and they got engaged. Um, and, and by all accounts, it looks like they're straight cis people. But they're just trying to show us, like, listen, it's all love. It's all love. So congrats to you two. I love that. So sweet. Uh, okay, this is adorable. Carolina Pinta and her daughter Molly organized a card writing campaign in the aftermath of the Club Q shooting. And they are sending cards called Home for the Holidays, where they are spreading holiday cheer to our LGBTQ community who may not have family. They're saying, we love you. We're here for you. Um, and you can receive a card through the Pinta Pride Project. Uh, and I think it's amazing. 275 cards were mailed after four days. It's not too late to join the card campaign. Um, and I hope they take this year Round. I think it's such a cute idea for Christmas, but people can always use this kind of cheer. And uh, I think it's so sweet. So good job to this mom and daughter duo. Now our producer would like to say something. She never has a story. Do you have some holiday cheer to spread? She wants to talk about it. Oh. Oh, God. I'm doing a movement, but uh, Argentina won the, the World Cup. Okay. And that's a big deal. <laughs> Listen. Congratulations, <laughs> babe. It is a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Tell us why. Look. When we play Argentina, I, we're against them. But because they're Latinos, we're all Argentinians. As long as they beat the Americans or the Europeans, no, it's all yeah. good. If you speak Spanish and you made it to the finals, Perfect. you're our team. Okay, I okay. love it. Okay, so then what if, what if Brazil had won? Would you have felt the same way? But who was it? Who were they playing against? What if Brazil beat France? Oh, yeah, no. Brazil, they count as Latino people. Okay, good. Even though they speak Portuguese, it's still cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Portugal? Have, like... How about Portugal? No, Portugal doesn't count. They're part of Spain, though, so they're, like, there, kind no, they of. they don't count. But they're not Latino. <laughs> yeah. They don't count. Trying to, under, trying to understand. <laughs> sorry, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, sorry, babe. You All right, big well, baby. Congratulations uh, to the winners of the World Cup. Happy second day of Hanukkah. We're so close to Christmas. Lots of news happening. Twitter uh, is taking Elon Musk down, apparently, due to his poll. (laughs) It's been a good day. Uh, As always, thank you so much for listening. We have a great show for you as we inch towards Christmas. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.